Xfinity Mobile is a new kind of network designed to save you money while streaming your favorite music, like that 90s jams playlist you've played 72 times today. It combines America's largest, most reliable 4G LTE with the most Wi-Fi hotspots. Get up to five lines of unlimited nationwide talk and text included with your Xfinity internet at no extra cost. All you pay for is data. Visit an Xfinity store or click now to see how much you can save with Xfinity Mobile. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity internet service, equipment, taxes, fees, and other charges extra. Limited to two lines pending internet activation. CBD product. And ladies and gentlemen, I have an amazing guest for you today. Um, golly, I I had the privilege of meeting her at Cervex. Um, golly, Cervex, we've met in person finally at Cervex OC, but she is somebody that I've admired from afar. I've watched her work um, and then having the privilege of watching her speak. And then, truthfully, um, I've been, I don't know if you call it a patient or not, but she has helped me tremendously. I'm a person that believes in hypnotism. Um, and she, uh, by the way, literally voted the best hypnotist in Santa Clarita and Los Angeles. And you've got to understand, that is a massive accomplishment. You don't get that on accident. Um, she's helped me tremendously. I think that she can help you guys. She's somebody worth checking out. Um, if it's, you know, you want to help, you need help quitting smoking. She works with... Um, you know, people that are struggling with addiction or money blocks. <laughs> um, she just does amazing, amazing things, and she's one of the best people I know. And it just means a lot to me to introduce you to Abby Levine. And am I saying Abby Levine? It's Levine. Yes, it's Levine. Abby Levine, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring her on the show. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, John Wallace. Good morning, everybody. Guys, give her a warm Amazing morning gratitude with the mayor. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Abby Levine. Everybody, <laughs> how are you, my friend? Good morning. Are you good? I am fantastic. 
Wonderful. I'm very excited to be with you today. I'm so happy to have you here. I First of all, I just love seeing your smiling face on a Monday morning. I think we all could use some smiles right now. Um, uh-huh. so it's an absolute joy for me to have you. I Now I have you on the couch as opposed to me being on the couch. And I would like to just, again, I, in, in the intro, I told everybody that I'm a patient of yours. Is that, is that the appropriate thing to say, I'm a patient? Um, I call them clients, patients. Hi, guys. <laughs> yes, lots of echo. I don't know. Do is we it, know why that is? Is it still bad? Keith just said lots of echo. Oh, I don't. I'm not now. hearing it. Yeah, I'm not hearing it anymore. Okay, good, good. Oh, wow. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Timothy. Mr. John Wallace is in the house. There he is. Uh, Keith Newman's <laughs> here. Toby Washington's here. Uh, Karma's here. Everyone's here. Bree Harper's here. Carrie's here. Amazing. <laughs> this is a good group right here. What's up, Tia? How are you doing? Anyway, good morning, everybody. Yeah. So uh, it's an absolute pleasure for me to have you here. Um, but first things first, before we do anything else, because this is Morning Gratitude with Mayor, I would like to know, what are you grateful for today, Abby? What I'm grateful for today and every day is the person who saved my life, which is my daughter. So when I was, you know, going through my dark times, as I think anybody who moves on to become a leader and someone who cares about helping other people has their dark moment. Um, if it wasn't for her, I, I literally don't know where I would have been now because it would have been so easy to wander off the road. It would have been so easy to immerse myself in all of the things that you do in order to get away from your pain, right? But I didn't have that option because I had a, uh, she was two at the time, and I had a two-year-old who was helpless, who was depending on me, you know, for everything. So I just had to pull it out. So I'm grateful for her every single day. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Do you, so I, like you do a lot of work with, and I don't really know how, there's a lot of people that have dismissed hypnotism. Um, actually, this question wasn't planned at all, but like I, <laughs> there's a lot of people that discredit it. And I, I think that that is a crucial mistake. How is different? Like what I've noticed to me, hypnotism is like, the, uh, reminds me of a really deep meditation. Uh-huh. Is that appropriate? Yeah, absolutely. The thing about um, hypnosis itself is that people are actually in and out of hypnosis all day long. So my favorite thing is when someone comes up to me and goes, oh, I can't be hypnotized. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, um, have you ever driven? <laughs> no, you never said that. <laughs> you well, asked I was me- really hyper, I did, and you showed me that. <laughs> oh, that's home. so true. That's so true. I'm like, oh, Josh, give me five minutes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, Carmen, it does. Because, you know, if you've ever driven on the freeway and missed your exit, you have been in a state of hypnosis. If you've ever woken up in the morning, which hopefully that's everybody, right? Fingers (laughs) crossed. Then you've been through two states of hypnosis. We're in and out of hypnosis all day long. Every time we watch a movie and we laugh, cry, get scared, you know, we're in a state of hypnosis. Every time we are in the zone. If you're so zoned that someone is trying to get your attention for like five minutes and you don't hear them, that is hypnosis. 
So everybody can be hypnotized. Nobody can be hypnotized against their will. And um, yeah, I mean, it's funny when people question hypnosis because I've been doing this all day, every day for five years. I'm like, wait, wait, what? What do you, what do you mean? You don't believe in hypnosis? Like, I don't. Like, I'm not computing because for me, it's such a fact um, that I just, uh, I, I like do a double take for a second and I'm like, oh, wait, okay, so you don't know everything that I know. You haven't seen everything that I've seen. Okay, so let me break it down. So how, again, another unplanned question, sure. but this morning I messaged you because I had some people asking me about, can hypnosis help with addiction? Can it help me quit smoking? Can it help me quit looking at pornography. I've heard a lot of things already this morning. So would you address um, hypnosis and addiction? Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing about addiction. It comes about as a means of escape, right? And perhaps you can't say that across the board, you know, because maybe there's just one person who who's addicted for not as a means of escape. But as far as I'm aware, it comes about as a way of escaping some kind of pain, whether it's emotional pain, whether it's psychological pain, whether it's physical pain. Right. It's it just comes about as as a way of escaping pain. So the way that I work with addiction is to find out the source of that pain. We have to find out what it is and create healing around that. So that even when you're not partaking with your particular um, activity of choice in order to numb the pain, that you don't feel that pain anymore. Because once you don't feel the pain anymore, there's no reason to go ahead and do it. Then it just becomes about you know shifting, tweaking some behaviors. It is vital that who I work with who has an addiction is enrolled in a program as well, because as a hypnotherapist, I'm not equipped to deal with those midnight calls. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm not like I'm just not going to answer the phone, you know, so, so when so you need a sponsor, you need someone by your side that you can you can call and be like, I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. Give me five reasons why I shouldn't or give me one reason why I shouldn't. I'm not going to be that person. So you need a program, you need a group of people that you can call that you can text when you're having those moments sure. because my job functions in the office. I, it's, it's funny that you bring up the going back to the source of pain because in the first, we did three sessions together. In the very first session, you took me back. I don't know what, I, I guess it was planned. I have no idea, but I went back to my seven-year-old self when things, for me, I experienced all my pain. And it's funny because that's been a month ago now. And I still feel like I have the ability to go back and talk to my little self. Like yes. I can see, I can see me. I can, I can visually put my arms around me. Yes. And it's so powerful. It's never, it has not left me yet. And every time I want to resort back to childlike behavior, because again, I've only been an, I only started becoming an adult two years ago, really. <laughs> right. And to be able to go back and look at Josh and put my arms around him, figuratively in my head, and just talk to him, it, it's allowing me to deal with problems better than I would have imagined. I wasn't expecting to get that from working with you. That's powerful. Right. It, it really is, because here's what happens, is that the moment we start going through 
that uh, I would love that, Diana. Absolutely. The moment we start going through that trauma, that initial trauma, we become separated from ourselves. And we, st we, we as a child absorb and receive this idea that no one loves me, no one cares about me, and no one understands me. And that's where the root of the pain starts, right? It's like, you don't know what's going on in my head. You can't possibly understand. You don't care enough to try to understand. And therefore, I'm completely alone, right? I'm completely, even if you're surrounded by people who are trying to help you, you're just like, you just don't understand. But the one person who can always understand you is you. And when we stop beating on ourselves and when we stop echoing those voices that go you're a loser you're worthless how dare you think that you deserve to be happy how dare you have a glimmer of excitement or happiness in your life no shame on you you know it's the, once we start to flip that script and we go oh my gosh you're in pain i'm so sorry come here come here let me give you a hug yeah this sucks man this is life but let's just Let's do this together. You know, you kind of lock arms with yourself. Instead of punishing yourself, you're like, here, let's do it together. And then the moment we we feel that comfort coming from ourselves, we access our, our internal resources. We access that deeper strength and we go, you know what? F you. I don't care what you say about me. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> so what problem like whether it's a world problem, life problem, personal problem, what problem do you feel most compelled to solve? Fear. In my opinion, the root of all conflict is fear, whether it's the fear of change, whether it's the fear of um, difference, whether it's the fear of the unknown. I feel like all conflict and uh, everything stems from fear and it manifests as anxiety and depression. And to me, because I work with it all day long, anxiety and depression are actually super easy to deal with. But because we're not taught the tools, because we don't have access to the resources, because we're just drugged and numbed and all that kind of stuff, we exacerbate the anxiety or depression instead of actually facing it, confronting it and dealing with it in just a few simple steps. So uh, my thing is, okay, how can we on a worldwide scale teach people how to be more empowered and less anxious and less depressed? I love that. So speaking of fear, what is it that you get so consumed with that it keeps you up at night? <sighs> it's teaching people how to have that emotional intelligence. It's teaching people how to reconnect with themselves. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? And how do I stop feeling this way? Right. So uh, I'm working on launching my um, my new group, Emotional Intelligence Society right now. And when when I'm working on that project, I like I lose track of time. I I look up and five hours have passed and I'm like, did I? They eat, you know, <laughs> I'm like people have been trying to call me and my phone is sitting right here, you know, right next to my laptop. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. OK, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. Right. So um, I would say that that's the, the thing that currently um, is all consuming for me. I, I love that. And guys, if you think this is this message is helpful, helpful for someone, please tag them or share this video. Um, Abby is absolutely amazing, and I, she has had a tremendous impact on my life, and I really believe that she can help, whether it's you or someone you know. Um, so 
Tell me about a time when all hope seemed lost. And what did you, I think this goes back kind of to your first comment, but maybe I'm wrong. But tell me about a time when all hope seemed lost. Uh, and what did you do to help get through it? Sorry, my, my bunny is like, I'm going to make a bunch of noise right now. I'm you like, yeah, I do. She's so cute. We have a bunny and a kitten. Um, <laughs> so the time for me, and I've, you know, like everybody, I've been through some really, really dark times. But the time for me when I really had that. This is a big bunny. <laughs> She's being so loud right now. Um, when I really had that giving up moment was. Once I actually started to get on my feet, you know, so I went through homelessness four times. I, you know, went through months when I didn't know what it was like to be out of my, you know, overdraft limit in my bank account. I went through months where I had just had $10, you know, and I had to decide whether I was going to use it for transportation, you know, maybe bus rides or food, you know. So I went through months and months like that. And then I came out of it. Yep, homeless four times. Yeah. I came out of it and. Um, I found a place and I, I got a car because I'd been without a car for six months. So I was taking the bus everywhere, three hours, you know, dropping my daughter off at daycare. Um, I came out of it and my ex-husband took me to court to get full custody of my daughter. And that is the moment that I crumbled. I Because all of the things that he was saying about me and all of the things that his wife uh, was texting me at the time was, you know, you're worthless. You're a loser. You know, you don't deserve her. She's amazing. Um, and what I did was something very counterintuitive because I had a hypnotherapist when, when you go through a hypnotherapy school, you get assigned a mentor. And so I called her just literally crumbled. I couldn't stop crying. I was crying like from morning till night. And she had me come in for an emergency session and she said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Put love around them. Imagine them with love and light around them. And I was like, ew, ew, that is literally the most deplorable thing I can possibly think of. I'm so angry with them right now. And she was like, trust me. And I was like, oh, I do trust you. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway, even though it makes my skin crawl. And so I did. I, I just envisioned them with this like glowing yellow, like beautiful, loving light around them. And even though it didn't necessarily change their behavior, all of a sudden I wasn't a victim anymore. All of a sudden I could see through their eyes. I could understand that if I was him, I would be terrified for my daughter's well-being. If he had been homeless four times, if he was living in his um, overdraft account, everything. I could see it and it suddenly became so clear and I just felt so much compassion for them. And I realized that they were doing it out of love for my daughter. And then it just became clear. They don't see me. They, they're living in the past. They're living in the last two to three years. They haven't noticed the changes that I've been going through for the last six months. Okay, well, I'm just going to show them. I'm just going to show them. So I stood up. It just clicked. I stood up. I stood tall. I said, absolutely not. I fought, you know, tooth and nail. I didn't realize the 50-50 um, laws in California. So I really did think I was going to lose her based on my, my track record. But no, the judge was like, nope, you love her. You're working on it. You have a place. You're settled. You got a job. You're in school. No, we're, we're good. We're happy with this. And I was just like, 
Hallelujah. Because if I hadn't had that moment of realizing that I was playing the victim and I was letting them bully me, um, I never would have been able to show up to court that day with my head held high and gone, yeah, I've made mistakes. I've made some really stupid, stupid mistakes. And yet I'm still here. I'm still fighting. So what you got? I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? <laughs> so um, <laughs> out of the mouth of babes, always. Uh, my daughter cracks me up. She's 10 now. She just cracks me up. The other day, so my husband is five years younger than me. And uh, you know how, like, all the new generations think that they are discovering everything for the first time. So she <laughs> discovered Sims. <laughs> and she's, like, obsessed with it right now. And they were having a conversation about um, – Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'll wait. Finish oh. Yeah, I'll get back to that. That's a great question. So they were having a conversation about how he grew up playing The Sims. And she was like, what? No way. That's so cool. And they were talking about The Sims, and he was telling her all the things that he did, and she was telling him all the things that, that she was doing. And they were, like, really connecting, and it was super-duper cute. And then I was just laughing and enjoying the moment. She turns to me, and she goes, Mom, were computers invented when you were growing up? like ah yes honey <laughs> computers were invented which is so cute because you know because she sees <laughs> obviously she knows that there's there must be a way that there's an age difference because she's like oh yeah me and taylor we're buddies but mom you're obviously super old so <laughs> then <God. You're>, how, <laughs> no i can't ask how you're a woman never mind I'm, uh, oh i'm 34 how old are you 34 you have such amazing skin. Sorry. I, Thank you know, you. I take very good care of my skin and I do acupuncture facelifts as well. So that really helps with my wrinkles. Oh, you do them? Not, not on myself. I have oh. a friend of mine who does acupuncture and she does facelifts with acupuncture. So that's fun. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big fan of microneedling. I've done it on myself a few times. Ooh. I, I actually did it live. <laughs> that was a, a year and a half ago. Yeah, that does not feel real good when you don't use numbing cream. Um, so hold on. Let's go to Jennifer's question real quick. So she says, good morning, Abby. Have you ever implemented hypnosis for clients experiencing withdrawal symptoms from psychoactive meds, specifically when taken as prescribed but have become unwillingly physically dependent on them? Wow, that's a fantastic question. That is a such a great question, and yes, I have. Um, the thing is, you you can diminish physical symptoms because, as you know, the brain is the control center. So first of all, the client has to have a belief system in place or they have to buy into my belief that they have the capacity to control those physical symptoms. If they buy into my belief, which is that they do have, they absolutely have the capacity to control those physical symptoms, it's like overnight change, which is incredible. If not, what I can do is create a safe space for them to go when they're having those physical withdrawals, right? So what we're doing is you're creating replacement behavior 
When you're having a withdrawal, what you would have a tendency to do is reach for a pill in order to make that withdrawal okay, in order to diminish those symptoms. What you can do is stick on a hypnosis recording instead and just be calm, be at peace, right? Because it's less the physical symptoms themselves and more what we're making them mean, right? We, we tell stories about the physical symptoms. And so if you can just completely break your state and put yourself in a different emotional space, um, you can get through anything, right? And then it's also not denying that the physical symptoms exist. You can't pretend that they don't exist, right? So you can't put yourself into la-la land where you don't believe that that's happening. If you don't buy into that belief, it's an incredibly complicated process, as you can see. But, yeah, absolutely, there are multiple different things you can do in order to desensitize yourself to those. Wow. That's a- <laughs> Wow, Jennifer, I hope that answers your question. Anna, good morning okay. to you. Um, Feel free to connect with me further if you want more information on how that works in the brain. Yeah, and you will be, I think you're tagged on this video, and of course we'll plug all your website information. This light in my face is driving me nuts. I said I was going <laughs> to retire this question because I got a perfect answer on last Monday, but I want to ask you anyway because I love the question, and I want to see what you come up with. When you have you've been you have been given a pet giraffe, you cannot give it away or sell it. What do you do with it? <laughs> I take it to Giraffe Mana. What? I take it to Giraffe Mana on vacation. So in Kenya, there is this huge mansion that you can go to to um, hang out with the giraffes. So you can go and have breakfast and then the giraffes will come in. The, the, obviously the, uh, the building is really high. And so they, um, they open all the windows and the giraffes will like poke their heads through and you can feed the giraffes while you're having breakfast. It's so cool. So you're so going to do take- that with it every day or just- Oh, I'd probably just go, I'd probably just go live there. I'd pick up and uh, do all my hypnosis on uh, Skype and then I'll live in giraffe now. That, that's a good answer. I love that. Okay, so we have a question. Abby, can you help or have you helped anyone with horrible flashbacks with where they are nonstop? Oh, I know what she, I think I know what she means. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds a little bit like PTSD. And, yes, hypno- I've definitely helped people. I know, right? It looks so cool. I've definitely helped people who have PTSD. Another thing that can tend to happen is once you start to get a little bit ahead in life, your brain's job is to keep everything the same, right? So it'll try to keep reminding you why you don't get to go ahead. It'll try to keep reminding you why now doesn't get to be better. And so it'll keep like throwing things in your face to try to halt your progress. And it's actually, (laughs) it's not doing it to hurt you because it thinks it's trying to keep you safe. Its job is to keep you safe. So. Uh, it could be either one of those things. I would definitely need more information, but yeah, absolutely. You can stop anything that's happening in your brain. Wow, that just gave me like, oh, that's a whole separate conversation. Wow, we can't <laughs> bring you back because that is, uh, <laughs> holy geez, I love this. Um, what is this? I love this alternative medicine therapy solution. I believe in hypnosis. I believe our minds are susceptible to what we expose them to. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, it's regarding PTSD, complex PTSD at that. Yeah. Holy. I, guys, I can't, like, 
like I know what you're talking about with the flashbacks too. Like I, I, I dealt with them, and those were the things that would derail me. It wasn't just my own flashbacks. It was hearing what people when I allowed other people's words to affect me too. So this is really powerful stuff. Like, wow, this is, again, maybe we need to do a follow-up show and talk about that. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) Perfect answer for your giraffe question. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Okay, so let's see. I I really love this. Um, One other question. What would you spend your day doing or what would you spend your time thinking about if you knew you couldn't fail? I have this pie in the sky dream that when I'm a multimillionaire, um, and perhaps hopefully much sooner than that, I want to start a series of group homes. So I have a I have a background in foster care as you do, Josh, and the horrifics that happen to kids in foster care and kids in group homes to me are absolutely unacceptable. You know, children are completely innocent. When they're born into this world, they should have all the love, all the care, all the attention, all the access to resources that they deserve. It's not their fault, right? So I want to start a series of group homes that are like five-star group homes. So that are like, you know, do a down duvets and plasma TV screens in the rooms and hypnosis every day. And, you know, a beautiful, like loving environment where even though you've gone through the trauma of being rejected by the only people who are supposed to love you, none of that matters because of the family that you're you, that you're born into as far as your group home, whether you're 12 years old or you're three years old. Your family, you know, loves you, supports you, holds you accountable, uh, teaches you right from wrong, teaches you values, you know, and just like has your back, you know, so like daily a daily share time and extracurricular activities and music and acting and art and just like constant yoga and meditation and just this beautiful um, serene environment where these kids can then be looked at by society as they have the advanced you know the advanced um, resources and they're the ones who are lucky for being there because how amazing would that be if you know, kids who feel like they're worthless, all of a sudden the flips, the script flips and they're, you know, their friends at school are like, well, you're lucky. You, you know, you go to this group home, you know, and I don't have that, that luck in my life. You know, that would be so amazing if we could totally flip the script on that. So that's my pie in the sky dream. And if I knew that it would constantly be funded and I would never have to shut down a single home based on lack of funding, then, uh, that's what I would do day in and day out. And, and along with, along with, you know, all my classes and, you know, I I always say to people, if, um, if I didn't need to feed my family or pay for college, I would do hypnosis all day long for free, helping people and, you know, providing those transformations is, is priceless. So you, um, you and I spoke yesterday and you were telling me about Sanders helpers. What exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about what that is. So, Santa Clarita is a really engaged community. I love all of the nonprofits here and I support them all. But Sandra's Helpers is the one that's relevant because what, oh, awesome. Yay, Liz, you're in. Uh, I, what they do is they will 
partner with organizations like Single Mothers Outreach or the Child and Family Center or Action um, Counseling and things like that, like the nonprofits who are geared towards helping either low-income families or foster families, uh, the ones who won't be able to afford a Christmas. You know, so maybe they've taken in too many kids and they just can't buy presents for them all. Or maybe it's a single mom, you know, who's escaped from a really abusive relationship or a single dad who's escaped from a really abusive relationship. Right. And um, and so what they'll do is they will get the uh, the community to donate presents. So the community will go out and buy unwrapped gifts and donate them. And then the volunteers will get together and each of these families get to give a shopping list. So the kids get to say if they could have one thing, what would it be? And some of these kids just say like a pair of new shoes, a, a skateboard. You know, I, I wish I could have a Barbie. You know, like their their desires are not unreasonable. And so we get to take these wish lists that the kids don't know that they created because they just wrote a letter to Santa. So we get to take these wish, these wish lists. We get to shop in our toy store of all the donated gifts. And then um, uh, like two weeks before Christmas, all the families come. The kids are totally surprised to the ice rink, the local ice rink. Santa's there. There's hot chocolate. There's pizza. And they get to get the one thing that they asked Santa Claus for Christmas. And it's just amazing. I love it. It's so cool. So that's Santa's Helpers. We do it every year. It's through the Junior Chamber of Commerce. And I just love it. That's incredible. I um, This has been Amazing, because honestly, with some of the things that we've discussed, we could do another two hours, but I know your time is extremely important, um, and I'm very grateful for your time today and all of the information that you've shared. Um, you guys, please check out Santa's Helpers. And again, if this, if that foundation touches your heart and you want to help, get involved. Please help. Anything helps. Um so, Abby, is there any last words that you want to give, whether it's inspiration, whatever? Is there anything on your heart that you would like to share and close with? Yes. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. I to love watch. you. You could come every day if you wanted to. <laughs> And, you know, there's a good possibility that I would show up if you allowed me to come here every day because this is great. I love this. Um, yes. So everybody is born for something. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a reason for being. How do you know if you're living your purpose? Is Are you happy? Are you happy 80% of the time? Even 65% of the time. Are you happy a minimum of 65% of the time, especially during your working hours? If you are not, ask yourself this one question. What am I willing to do to bring happiness into my life? And then you make a list. You get real literal with this, okay? You make a list. What am I willing to do? Well, I'm willing to be courageous. I'm willing to do make myself vulnerable. I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to find a new job. I'm willing to take a risk. I'm willing to learn a healing technique. I'm willing to do my art. You don't have to be mega successful at doing your art, but just allowing yourself to be in that space. If all of us were more happy, 
nobody would really need to talk crap about anybody. Nobody would need to target anybody else. Nobody would really need to try to bring anybody else down because we're all just kind of living in our bliss. So I think that if everybody was willing to take a risk and allow themselves to be vulnerable to their happiness and be courageous in their pursuit of their happiness, that this world would be a much more peaceful and enjoyable place to be. I love that. That was amazing. I, the first step is the hardest, I think, because it's the scariest. But when you do step again, I, I, I talk about purpose and vision all the time. It's this, it's always yeah, what's in your heart because it's so painful to watch people live a purposeless life. Yeah. And but it's right there inside you. And people say, I never, nothing ever good, hap- nothing good ever happens to me, and blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, when you want to see miracles, take step, take a step of faith towards what you're called to do, what your purpose is. You will see miracles, I assure you. It's just the way it works. I can't explain it. I'm not good enough at math to explain it. But I can promise you. I mean, again, I, it's, to me, it's the ultimate showing your faith, whether you're a believer or you just trust in the universe, whatever. It's the ultimate respect to your creator to take a step forward towards your purpose. Yes, and, and here's the thing. More miracles will be exposed. What now? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And the thing is, is that the universe will keep hammering you or God or whoever will keep hammering you over the head and slapping you upside the face until you actually realize that you are meant for a purpose. Um, and you, you, have, you have two choices, right? You can either, uh, you can either bury your head, hide behind, you know, hide under your covers and hope that the universe can't find you. Or you can just get, <laughs> or you can just get out of bed and go, okay, what's next? What am I supposed to do? Okay. All right. All right. I hear you. Okay. Show me. Show me what I'm supposed to do, right? Oh, I love it. I know we could talk for hours. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. Abby, I, I want you back on the show. Um, okay. We'll figure out time. I, I'll figure out, like, we'll, I'll, I'll send you some dates. I'd love to go down a different path with you um, and really, really unleash what it is that you do and, and really how far we can go with hypnosis and uh, I'm just, I'm extremely grateful for what you've done for me. Um, oh. The, just as a friend, that alone, just take the personal stuff out of it. As a friend, I, I adore you. I would do anything for you. Um, professionally, you're the best. You're the best. And I, I highly recommend you. And guys, check her out. Um, also, <laughs> please check out the Santa Helpers Organization. Um, I love you. Thank you so much. Have the best talk to you. Have a great, great Thanksgiving and God bless. Tell your husband I said hello and I'll see you soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. How freaking cool was that? That was amazing. So you guys have to check her out. Seriously, I, I highly recommend her. She is like who I use. I, I went, I, I utilized her um, for hypnosis and, and I, she's the best. I really did not think she would be able to hypnotize me while I was wrong. So guys, thank you so much uh, for everything. Peggy, Tia, John, 
Liz, uh, Pam, Cindy, Karma, Anna, Carrie, Jennifer, uh, who else? Uh, Simi, Timothy, Keith, all of you. Thank you. Mary, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, tomorrow's show is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, I've been so blessed. Man, I got to just say one thing. I'm so blessed to have the guests that I've had on. I've had amazing guests. And I promise you, I'm going to keep, there's going to be such a variety of different people here. Um, this is not going to be your normal zoo radio interviews. It's not going to be like that. I'm going to be bringing impactful people uh, that are trying to change the world. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Tia, thank you for the love. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific, with Mr. John Walks. This is going to be freaking fun. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you. Tell someone you love them. Tell someone you're grateful for them. And if you have the opportunity to help somebody, dadgummit, do it. God bless. Take care. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from The Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.